Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Hi guys, how are you? This is officially my 100th episode. Woohoo! Woo! I started this podcast back in November of 2017, so I'm right at the two-year mark, and I've done 100 episodes, so not quite an episode every week, but pretty darn close. And I want to give you some, all kinds of information about kind of what this has been like, and, and hopefully information that you can kind of um, relate to things that, goals that you've set for yourself and what's going on in your life. I want to start by giving you some statistics because I'm pretty excited when I when I did the download on this. I was pretty excited about my statistics. So I've I've got 16,900 and something downloads as of when I looked for uh, creating this uh, episode. So just short of 17,000 downloads. And of those, more than 12,000 of them come from the U.S. And then the other ones primarily are Canada, the U.K., and Australia. So yay, Aussies. That makes me happy, you guys. Um, I am fascinated by Australia and want to come visit soon. So hopefully I will be there. The most accessed site to find um, this podcast is actually Stitcher. 83% of you are accessing it on your mobile device. I honestly don't understand what anybody the other, what is that? Uh, 17%. What are you doing? Sitting at your computer and listening to podcasts? Ugh, right? So I'm on board with that. I'm, I'm, I've got my phone constantly have a podcast on. I have several that I listen to. I am what would be considered a voracious podcast listener. And I was surprised to find out that it's almost equal iPhone and Android. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, I guess I always think of it in terms of the iPhone and iTunes, but uh, yay, Android users. I also wanted to see what were the top five most downloaded episodes. So number five was questions to ask the interviewer, which was episode 85. Number four was episode 84, which was prepping for the behavioral interview. Number three was 97, uh, episode 97, recruiters and how to utilize them. Number two was episode 83, answering the strengths and weaknesses interview questions. So all of those having to do with kind of interviews in the job search. And then number one, which was way more, I still don't know to this day what happened with that episode because it was just way over the top. Episode number 58, how to conduct a job negotiation. That was just, I had well over 2,000 downloads for that one episode. September 2019, so... The, the month just passed was by far the most downloaded month. So I feel like we're on a really strong trajectory to grow this podcast to at least a thousand downloads a week, which is my goal. That's kind of a, um, kind of a benchmark in the podcasting industry. Do you have a thousand downloads every week? So all of that is to say, if you haven't already subscribed and rated and reviewed this podcast, do so. I am hooking you up with fantastic content every week on all aspects of career management. So please do me this favor. And also, who do you know that you could tell about this? I'm constantly telling people about the podcasts that I'm interested in, that I listen to. In fact, I was just at the car wash yesterday and shared a podcast uh, with someone, a stranger that I met at the car wash. So spread the word please. So I also wanted to hit some program highlights. I really want to kind of look at what has happened in these first 100 episodes. And so 
I started the podcast by repurposing a series of blogs that I had published on the job search. And so I thought, okay, I can start with this. So I think there were seven of them, but I created more than seven episodes because they were fairly meaty articles. And I thought, okay, these are really good. I was sending this content out to, to new clients anyway. I thought, okay, I can make podcasts out of these. And then from there, I stayed kind of on the job search track for a while, but at some point... I really realized that I loved the whole career management, not that I hadn't done that my whole career, but when I started talking about it on the podcast, I realized that I really loved talking about the whole kind of spectrum of career management with the job search as a piece of that, but not the primary podcast focus. Receiving a top 10 job search podcast award from JobScan and a top career podcast recognition from MaxList this year, 2019, were two of the biggest highlights for me because it really was a recognition of the fact that I was putting valuable content out into the world and I was giving, I was giving you guys kind of everything I had and that was such great kind of verification that I was doing the right thing. Um, and I thought it would be interesting to kind of tell you how the topics have broken down in these first hundred episodes. Now, there's a lot of overlap, so I just kind of went with what was the primary focus of each episode. Career management has been 27 of the episodes, so more than 25%, specifically 27% of the episodes have been career management focused. 14 have been job search focused, 10 have been life coaching focused. I want to talk about that a little bit more. Nine have been career decision making focused. Seven have been on leadership, six have been on networking, five have been on professional dress and etiquette, and then four episodes on resumes, four episodes on interviewing. It may seem counterintuitive in some regards as a master resume writer, why am I not talking about resumes all the time? And that's an interesting topic. And I think that the reason that I don't do more episodes on resume writing is that it's it's so hard, I think, in an, an oral medium like this to convey what needs to be conveyed about resume writing. And to be quite honest, at the core of my being, I believe that a professional resume writer is the right answer for most people because you, it is so difficult, A, to look at yourself with perspective. And, and you know, the, the saying that we often say is you can't read the label of the bottle that you're in. So having that outside perspective, but also someone who understands how a resume has to be written today in order to get through applicant tracking systems and how what are those tricks of the trade that have to be employed. And so um, I think that's the reason I don't talk more about resumes is that I really just want you to send your resume to me and let me rewrite it for you and let me make it fantastic because I know that I'm always going to do a better job than you could do for yourself unless you happen to also be a professional resume writer. And then the, the life coaching piece has been fascinating, and I want to talk about that a little bit more later on, but I want to just say that as I became a student of life coaching, somewhere as I sort of started this podcast and that skill was kind of, I was learning that skill myself, I was, I was going through a life coaching program, I realized how valuable those tools would be for my coaching clients, and so it has allowed me to use all of the job search strategy skills because I'm a certified job search strategist. I also am a, a certified executive and leadership development coach. So I have all those skills on the actual job search to bring to bear, master resume writer and all of that. But then I also bring the thought piece in 
so that we manage your mind around the job search or around your career. And I think that's a powerful, powerful combination. People have often asked me what my favorite episodes have been and what my favorite topic is to speak on. So I thought about that to, to answer that question for you guys. And I, I looked through my master podcast episode list and two that really stood out for me. It was actually one, one sitting and it was such a long episode that I broke it up into two for the podcast, but we, we recorded it all on one evening. And those were episodes 26 and 27 where I did a Q&A with two Florida State University students who actually were interning with me at the time. And the reason that I loved that episode was that it, I got to hear what was on their mind. What, was, what were they concerned about? What was keeping them up at night? What did they not know? And that was just really major for me to just be able to field those questions and see kind of the light come on in their eyes because they were in the podcast closet with me as we were recording and to see them, to see the reassurance or the confidence that kind of came from having some of those critical questions answered by an expert. In terms of my favorite topic, I have to come back to the life coaching and the brain and the thought work because your thoughts affect everything and, and really helping you to see that I think has been one of the biggest contributions that I can make on this podcast. And as I said, I'm not a certified life coach, but I am a student of life coaching and life coaching is not a regulated industry. So you don't have to be a certified life coach to call yourself a life coach. Now I don't call myself a life coach. I call myself a student of life coaching. And so I see the benefit I've gotten from it. And it's made me such a better coach because I've been able to bring in not just the doing part of managing your career, but the being part and the thought work and awareness that every result that you're getting in your life, whether it's a result you wanted or one you didn't, it's because of what you're thinking and really helping you to see that. And I've seen such a phenomenal shift in my own life from these tools. I've seen the shift in my clients' lives because of these tools, and I love sharing it with you guys as well. I also want to make mention of the guests that I've had in the first hundred episodes. And so there have been several. I was, I guess I always feel like I don't have very many guests on this, on this podcast because I'm pretty particular about who I let on. I have at this point now with the, with the notoriety of the podcast, I would say that every week or two I get an invitation for, or I shouldn't say an invitation. I get a request from someone who wants to be on my podcast and I'm very picky. I want to look through their materials. I want to listen to them if they're on a, maybe they have their own podcast or they've been on someone else's. And I really want to see if what they say to people meshes with what I say, because I do not want somebody on the podcast that's going to give you contradictory information. Now, I'm not talking about just another way of looking at something. I'm talking about, I tell you that it should be white and they're telling you it should be black. And I feel very strongly that white is the right answer. And we're not going to agree on that. So I want to be very careful about who I allow on here. And these folks have been fantastic in bringing their area of expertise into this space. So Jane Springer, I think you've been on three episodes. You, you have the, you win the award for being on the most. And she's a dear friend of mine. Melissa Black, who was at the time an FSU student, and she's now a graduate student at the University of Central Florida. Jelana Alonzo, I think she's still at Florida State University finishing up her degree. Abigail Hunter, love you, and she is a, a Tallahassee uh, native. Becky Cutright from St. Louis. Gloria Reed from St. Louis. Denise Wilson, another Tallahassee local. 
Peter Berry and Leisha Berry, dear friends of mine that both live in, um, they're a married couple and they lived in Jacksonville now. Robert Moment, who had a new book, and, and he was one of those people that reached out to me about being on the podcast, and I really liked what he had to say and enjoyed interviewing him. He was not somebody that I knew prior to uh, the podcast. Lauren Gerard, one of my old clients, loved that episode where I just had that opportunity to kind of ask her about her experience of working with me, what she got out of it, how, how it helped her, and how she's transitioned into this great new job that she has. Ron Frazier, who is with the... Um, the um, entrepreneur, the um, entrepreneurship program at Florida State, and is the one of the executives in residence there, and entrepreneurs in residence. I'm sorry, and love Ron. He's become a new friend of mine. As has Sharag Shaw, who is an entrepreneur here in Tallahassee, and then finally Michelle Snow, who came with you about information about benefits some time ago. So those have been my guests, which actually constituted a little over 10% of the episodes. So I think that's a pretty good uh, mix for having guests on the show. The other thing I wanted to touch base with about this uh, during this 100th episode is what this experience has been like for me. And I think I've told this story before, but I want to tell you again. I have a little bit of Rain Man brain when it comes to how much things cost. You know, if you remember, if you've ever seen Rain Man, he thought that, you know, like underwear in a car cost the same amount of money. He, he had no idea what things cost, but it all costs the same. And I, my, my magic number is $5,000. I'm just convinced that everything is $5,000. And so for the longest time, I really wanted to podcast, but I just told myself it was too expensive with no basis. In fact, had not researched it at all. And I was trying to talk myself into doing a weekly teleseminar. I could not even get off of like square one with that project because it held no energy for me. I was not the least bit interested in doing it. I couldn't think about the topics. The I mean, it's just bleh, 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 bleh. And so when I was going through my life coaching program, I she did a she did a month or a podcast episode where she was talking about. I, can't, I think it was like tolerances was the topic. And the whole idea was like, what are these things in your life that you sort of accept as fact or you are annoyed by, but you don't do anything about? And there were a couple things that I took to heart from that uh, from that podcast episode. And one of them was I had had a car door and I have an older vehicle, I had a car door that would not stay open, my, my, my driver's side door. And so I was always sticking my foot out the door and holding the door open, very ladylike, because I thought it would cost $5,000 to get that door fixed. I was just convinced of it. And so I decided that day when I heard that podcast, I was going to go up to the auto body shop and find out what's the harm, find out how much it's going to cost to get my door fixed. It was 50 bucks and two days. They could have it fixed. I was like, you are such a fool that, that it took you that long. And the other part where that, that I really looked at that was my podcasting. Cause I had this notion that it was going to be way too expensive. So then I decided to actually research it. What is it? What do I need physically like equipment? How much does that cost? What do I need in terms of, I didn't know what I didn't know. Like I didn't know I needed a hosting site. So then I found that out. How much does that cost? What are my options? And I did the math on it. And it's of course, nowhere near a $5,000. It's not, it wasn't even a thousand dollars. Um, I've probably only spent, I'm going to say maybe a thousand dollars or a little more on the podcast in the whole two years. And that's only because I have a recurring cost on the podcast hosting site that I use called Blueberry. All of that is to say, I would have started this podcast a lot earlier if I'd actually done my homework, but of course it, it happened when it was meant to happen. It, it happened in the timing that it was supposed to happen. 
So in those early days back in late 2017 and, and early 2018, I was lucky to have a few dozen podcast downloads per episode. And what I learned from that was that I genuinely love to podcast. And so here's where I really want you to think about your own career and your own passions. What are you doing that you truly, truly love to do and you're willing to kind of ride out the storm or the crickets, you know, in my case, it was just kind of non-responses. I was not tearing the, the world down with my podcast early on, but I loved it, right? So I didn't give up. I didn't, um, I didn't take my foot off the gas. I didn't start, you know, I'm only going to do two episodes a month or, you know, I'm going to do it every once in a while. I'm not going to be predictable. I'm not going to bring my best stuff. I didn't have any of those thoughts. I loved what I was doing and I was committed to it. And I knew that eventually it would yield results and, and would, you know, would start helping people and would ultimately help my business. So I can't honestly say that I love everything about podcasting. The thing that I probably like the least is the editing piece. So after this recording that I'm doing right now, I have to sit down with my headphones on, listen to the whole thing again. It takes me probably three times as long as it does to actually record it because I'm going back and forth and I'm pulling out my, my ums and my breaths and my coughs and <laughs> any, any kind of things that I want to get rid of so that it sounds a little bit more coherent when you get it. So that's something I will definitely outsource as it becomes financially kind of viable to do that. But what I do love about this podcast is I love preparing the content. I love sharing my knowledge with you. That's what got me through those early days of crickets was this is really good stuff and I'm putting it out there and sooner or later somebody's going to find it. And I will share with you that that really got tested early on because I think about the same time I started the podcast, I started listening to a podcast that has become a cult favorite uh, in the true crime space. And if you are a murderino, you will know what I'm talking about. I am a murderino. And they had this phenomenal kind of out of the block success with this thing. They are doing concerts all over the world. They've got a book, they've got their own podcast network now and all kinds of merch. And then here I was plugging along with, you know, 24 downloads a, a week. The fact that I loved what I was doing and I knew that it was valuable really got me through that. And the fact that I was not doing, you know, I was not getting comparativitis. I wasn't like, oh, why isn't it like them? Because I wasn't doing it for the glory. I wasn't doing it for the notoriety. I was doing it for the work and putting that out in the world. And what I love most about this podcast is when I hear from you guys. So when you reach out to me, either you write a review or you email me or you reach out to me on LinkedIn or wherever and you tell me that this has been helpful for you. I get disproportionately excited about hearing that someone is enjoying the content from this podcast. So that's, that is a huge payoff for me that is worth far more than money. So finally, where is this podcast going from here? Well, for one thing, I have no intention of quitting. So next two years, put out another hundred episodes and we'll be having our 200th, um, what is that, a bicentennial celebration, I guess. I really want you guys input. So if there are topics that you want here to hear, if there are questions that you want answered, if there are types of guests, right? So you've listened to this enough to kind of know where my space is and you think, hey, what about this kind of tangential topic? Wouldn't that be a good 
a good, uh, you know, asset to your podcast. I have done that with other people. People have reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, they've asked me a question or whatever. And I've realized I've never covered that. And it's either in my wheelhouse or I can do the research and get the content for you guys, or I can find an expert who can speak about that. So let me know and we will include your kind of pressing issues. Also, I will be committing significant resources in the next year to getting the word out more about this podcast so we can get to that kind of magic number of a thousand downloads per episode. And I will also be attending training. So there's annual podcast movement does an annual conference and then there are trainings um, online and elsewhere to improve episode quality, to learn how to everything from the technical aspect to the marketing aspect to um, you know, how do you get sponsorships and all of those kind of things. And I'm also looking at who are those key partners that can help me make this a better experience for you listeners. So whether that's somebody who has that technical expertise and can say, Hey, let me take the editing and production piece off of your plate to other things. I don't even know to ask about. I'm going to be looking for those, those people that I can partner with to make this a better podcast in the future. So you've stuck with me through my trip down memory lane. I hope it's been interesting to you. I had a lot of fun writing this episode. So I wanted to give you a payoff. So this is going to be your teachable moment, right? So from the 100 episode exclusive career coach podcast host, this is my, um, this is the payoff that I want to give you. And before I do that, because I want to end with this, remember, please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, connect with me on LinkedIn, connect with me on Facebook at the exclusive career coach, Instagram at Lisa, L-E-S-A dot Edwards. Reach out to me by email, lisa at exclusivecareercoaching.com. In the show notes, you have the opportunity to schedule a call with me so we can take this work further and I can tell you how I can help you uh, to work further with me and more closely with me. All right, so here's my, here's my teachable moment. And I'm going to read this because I think it's really good and I want to say it exactly the way I wrote it. Love the work you do. No, you won't love every day or every task. But on balance, you should love your job. Being miserable at work doesn't just affect the results you get at work. It affects your relationships. It affects your sleep. In other words, it affects everything. Here's the best news. You get to decide whether to love your job or not. It's totally up to you. The only thing responsible for being miserable at work is your own brain, not your boss not your coworkers, not your paycheck, not your company, not your commute, your brain. Sure, you can get up in the morning and dread going to work. You can think, I hate my job. But does that thought serve you? What if you decided today you were going to love your job? You were going to be grateful for the paycheck, the benefits, the people you get to help. Doesn't mean you have to stay there. It simply means you'll have a better experience while you're still there. See you next week. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.